And welcome back to another edition of Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Koch. Hello, Mayor. Hello, Mac. You're in a sling. I'm in a sling. <laughs> I, I am in a sling. I've had, what a week I'm how's, having. How's the other guy look? <laughs> oh, man, what a week. That's, that's, the, that's what everyone's been making fun of me with. I'm, 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 the mayor is just mentioning that I'm in a sling because I had surgery less than a week ago on my rotator cuff that I got from a car accident a few months ago. And come to find out, there are a few other little ailments going on. So, yeah, it's been a great week. <laughs> And as we say, if you're a horse, Mark, it's a good thing you're not a horse. Let's just say that. <laughs> I've been telling everybody you said that. See, uh, you, you probably, if you've been listening to this podcast, you understand that there's a little bit of sarcasm that helps us kind of move along throughout the day. And yes, the mayor thinks I should be put down because I have both pneumonia and I have <laughs> rotator cuff surgery. But here so, you are. Look at you. Huh? The gritty guy you are. You're at work. That's right. Away. If you didn't make fun of me. I'd be so nervous. It's a good thing you're ready, huh? That's right. <laughs> That's right. So uh, onward and upward, and let's talk about the city. We are in the midst of July, and uh, lots of things are happening. So let's just do a two-minute sort of overview on on some of the things that are being done right now, one of them being Sterling, Sterling Middle School is being torn down as we speak. Yes. Uh, well, this is a big vacation time for people, but um, the wheels of government don't stop. Uh, summertime is a huge time for the city to get a lot of things done. We have crews busy, for example, in all the schools. So the best time to work on schools is when the kids aren't there. Mm. So our public buildings department, the, the plumbers, electricians, and carpenters, and painters are in those buildings, getting them ready for September. If there's any kids out there, I know they don't want to hear that. Right. <laughs> uh, and the uh, the new we moved into the new Southwest Middle School uh, that first week of June, and uh, now the old Sterling is being demolished. It's well underway being demolished. It was. Um, all the mitigation was done with the hazardous materials uh, weeks ago. Now the building is literally down on the ground and they're hauling it away, which will lead to uh, the final site work, landscaping, driveways, uh, main entrance off of granite. Uh, Going to be magnificent. That'll be the final dedication sometime in late October. So that continues. Um, I met with the Commission of Public Works this morning. We we're talking about a number of streets that are being done, water mains that are being done, gas mains that are being done. Um, and uh, th- for those folks that you see out there, the corner of Fenno and Hancock is a major compressor station uh, needed there for the gas. And they're running a line up Hancock that's going to go to Furnace Brook to connect over to uh, Newport Avenue. You might have seen work done at Newport and Adams. Um, right. That work is, is being done as we speak. Um, now, the project in North Quincy that uh, Bazudo and Atlantic Development are doing at the North Quincy T-Station is going to require a 12-inch Gas main and it has to come from Hollis Avenue wow. in North Quincy uh, over to that site. So we're, we're meeting to go over what's the least disruptive route. Uh, how do we get that in there to get that thing uh, uh, squared away with the least amount of disruption to schools and traffic and so forth? So there's a lot of infrastructure work being done. The playgrounds continue citywide, um, and I've run into a lot of folks in families that are thrilled with the different concept playgrounds out there. Yeah. They're not all the same, so right. they they move around the city to different locations and try them all out. Um, so that's exciting. Um, that is cool. It is cool. It's good stuff. I mean, it's the stuff you know. Kids remember, you know, where they where they played as a kid at yeah. the playground and what the kind of activities they did and their friends and so forth. So it was always the same thing. We were kids. We'd go to a, there's a jungle gym. There's a swing set, and that's it. Yeah. They, well, we were kids. Yeah. There was that uh, the seesaw. Right? Yeah. Uh, you had that giant slide, which was stainless steel. In the yeah. summer, was you burnt yourself on That's it so right. hot. And of course, playing the seesaw, the other guy would jump off and, and down you went uh, in a hurry. That's right. Remember the spinning thing? I don't know how many arms I are do. broken. 
on that thing. I think of that seeing you in your you sling. That? My gosh, uh, that everyone would be uh, pushing and pushing, and of course, uh, where's somebody Osha? would always yeah. fall off. But that's right. No, everything is uh, is made to standard today. There's safety requirements, um, so they they are terrific units. A lot of different concepts out there now, though, that uh, that kids can enjoy. So. We got a lot of them citywide, and made some great, great progress in that area as well. You know, we're working on firehouses and and um, you know other municipal buildings at the same time. So we're a big city, we're an old city, and a lot of old stuff to be fixed and maintained. And that's what we're doing all summer long, all year long. Uh, this is a good time to be doing the roads because it's uh, there's less traffic on the on the roads this yeah. time of year with a lot of people on sure. vacation. Um, we're expecting the uh, roads to start around the Wallace and MBTA station as part of the mitigation. They have to do. A section of Newport Avenue from Beale uh, down beyond the old Deedees. Uh, I know that's how you would know it, uh, Mike. Uh, not all the way <laughs> so to. So my father uh, would know it, yeah. Let's see, not all the way to Elmwood, but in that stretch would be done over. The other side of the station is Greenwood Ave. Uh, that will be repaved as well. Um, for those of you that have not seen it and gone by Wallace's, uh, it's taken shape. Tremendous it's progress. Really uh, amazing. Almost ready. Uh, all the landscaping's going in, the final paving's going in, the finishing touches on the station. So sometime in August, uh, it's expected to be on time and on budget. It's expected to be open. So that's going to be a big relief. And I got to say, you know, I, I um, people are so quick to criticize in this day and age, and everything is negative, negative, negative. Here we are. We're going to have a brand new Wallison station, ADA accessible. It was the last one in the district to be done on the T. Uh, I want to thank the governor, lieutenant governor, and our legislative delegation, uh, Senator Keenan. Majority Leader Mariana, Representative Tacky Chan, Representative Bruce Ayers, Representative Dan Hunt. You know, they've been fighting for the funding and, and uh, pushing for infrastructure improvements. And it's obviously the MBTA is a state authority. It's not a city authority. Right. Uh, so they they derive their, their rules, regs, and finances uh, through the legislature. So, my you know, my hat's off to all of them involved. Uh, it's going to be a great improvement. We've seen all kinds of other improvements along the tracks, the replacement of the third rail and the signalization and over the next couple of years, we're going to have all new cars. So I know those that ride the T have gone through a lot of frustration, and I understand, and that's due to 40 years of neglect. Yeah. Uh, but we're finally getting the attention we deserve. And it's going to be a few more hiccups before it gets better, but uh, probably 18 months to two years, it's going to be absolutely incredible, the difference for people taking the red life from Quincy. Yeah, I'd say across the board, across the whole city. I mean, we could, and we'll talk about this moving forward. I know next the next time we want to talk more about the downtown, but... In two years, this whole city is is, is really taking shape in a, in a new, beautiful way. Yeah, a lot of things coming together. You know, it, it, it takes so long, you know, from the drawing board to permitting, whatever the project, whether it's a public project or a private project, uh, things take a long time to get done. Uh, and it gets very frustrating from time to time. But people are starting to see that the master plan is coming together, that uh, the heaviest uh, or most dense development is going on where it should be, which is in Quincy Center or along the spine of the T. Uh, we have the public transportation, and that's where people want to be. So uh, it is it is taking good shape, and uh, you know I do hear that from some folks uh, that really see it now. Well, it's funny. I, I just I had a personal experience by going through some of our video archives of some of the things, and just only four and a half years ago, maybe five years ago, I think maybe four and a half years ago, we were in your office with the folks from LBC, the fo- uh, Peter O'Connell, the Galvins, and yourself, and even the Quincy Mutual. And they were all talking about the projects that, that are on hand that are coming soon. Now, people say that. They say, oh, that's years off. Well, well, here we are. Cliveden building's finished. LBC building's finished. Mm-hmm. 
the down the it, this is only four, a few years ago. So it's not building that long. Isn't well underway. The it's garage not, is almost finished. Yeah, it's not that long. Yeah, it really isn't. Yeah. So I mean, that's a that's a positive step, I think. So shifting gears a little bit, Mayor, uh, in the news right now, there's a homeowner five five percent reduction in flood insurance. Could you explain that? What that means? Yeah, so um, the the government has recognized all of the work we're doing in the city, all the infrastructure work, all the drainage improvements, um, you know, and there's a lot of it. We've uh, we've got some 83 tide gates. We've got seawalls everywhere. Uh, we got you know thousands of storm drains across the city. Well, the last several years we've been working very hard on upgrading the systems, cleaning the systems, uh, fixing the systems. Um, and as anyone knows, living along the coast and even inland uh, around some low-lying areas, uh, you know, the federal government has changed those flood maps a number of times. Now, a number of years ago, we challenged those changes. Uh, we spent a lot of money in engineering, and we got a lot of people, hundreds of people, out of the flood map, and a number of other people reduced uh, in, in what would have been the severity of the flood map. Uh, so in recognition of all that we've done as a city, uh, the rates went down by 5% on folks uh, in those flood areas. So, you know, um, when the rate goes up and when the flood maps change, it's all front front page story. But the rates go down, uh, nobody knows about it. That's right. Um, it's, uh, it, but it, it's it's a positive result. I think we're now at a rating of 6 to 7 out of 10. There aren't many communities that are above us at all. I don't, I don't know that we'd ever get to a 10, but we're certainly striving to, uh, you know, make the improvements and changes necessary to, uh, mitigate those those major events that we have from time to time, uh, and um, you know we, we're now in the you know position of final decisions on the seawall that runs from Marymount down to House Neck, and and that's going to be uh, probably going out to bid uh, next month, um, wow. perhaps a winter installation. But we're looking at uh, a pump station, new seawalls, probably raising it at least two feet uh, for a lot of that stretch, and sure. and I know that uh, FEMA is happy to see that go on as well. That's fantastic. So good news there. Um, also noticed that we just want to mention, I know I think we might have breezed over this at one point in one of the shows, that right now there is a job application hunt or we're looking for a tourism director for the city, and that's when you decided to bring it all back into the city. So let's talk a little bit about that. And I can Yeah, sure. The, you know, the hotel tax, uh, part of that revenue goes toward tourism. And uh, for a number of years it was uh, given to the nonprofit Discover Quincy. They had hired... A person, and it was combined with the Chamber of Commerce. I don't get too technical here, but right. um, you know, and and I congratulate all the good work that's been done by everyone to date. Um, I wanted to see a greater effort of tourism, of reaching out to people beyond our boundaries to find Quincy, to to see the great story that we have here. And with the Quincy 400 coming a few years off, we thought it was timely that we ought to, you know, go in a little different direction. I still. Um, Met with Discover Quincy, some of the board members the other day. I want them to be part of things going forward. We're just shifting gears a little bit, and I want to emphasize more of the resources rather than local activities, really on actual uh, tourism uh, initiatives to bring people to Quincy to find Quincy. Uh, we got a great, incredible story here. We have the infrastructure now. We have incredible spaces and sites to see. We've got great restaurants, hotels. Um, so you know, we we have the full package now that we can. Uh, offer to people so and of course the proximity to Boston Plymouth doesn't hurt either so uh, rather than being secondary or even third in some cases I want somebody to be selling Quincy as number one the place to come and see we got the story it all started here a long long time ago uh, we got some incredible sites not only the Adam story and the Hancock and all but you know you got the whole 
you get the shipbuilding and the quarry museum and, and uh, you know, the, the Salem Museum. There's so much for a people to see. A vibrant restaurant scene. So uh, much incredible. to offer. Yeah, Our the hotels. Diversity of the hotels, yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. So yeah. um, the goal is to bring a, a professional tourism director on board, work with the nonprofit Discover Quincy to continue to raise money and grants toward the effort. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully we'll have that together by Labor Day. Um, that's the plan, and we'll continue to do what we're doing, which is um, continue to sell the city, continue to uh, work on our infrastructure. I mean, the Hancock-Adams Common, more than anything, I think is the most visible um, example of bringing that history together. The church, the cemetery, the city hall, the beautiful space out there, the water elements and statues. Uh, this is the new Quincy, even though it's telling the old Quincy story. Sure. It's the new Quincy. Yeah. And uh, you're going to see further improvements down the line and further in the downtown, more pocket parks, mm more places for people to go. Uh, the hotel over in Montclair is, uh, is opening up. Uh, yeah. More rooms there at the uh, Beautiful, yeah. Holiday Inn Woodbridge, I believe it is, yep. Suites. Um, yep. Uh, I was able to view uh, with, with you, Mark, recently down to view the place. It, beautiful job inside, really pretty. Well done. Gives us more capacity. And, by the way, gives us more room tax, so it helps to pump more money back into tourism. Right. Uh, so That's it's kind right. of full circle. But uh, good stuff, and uh, we're making good progress. So we're looking forward to those interviews. Uh, we'll have a team. Uh, interviewing and then making some recommendations to myself, and then we'll make a decision and continue to move forward on our tourism. Yeah, that's fantastic. T- selling the city outside of the city is what it's about, and it's brand. It becomes the clearinghouse really for the city to the world. I mean, regionally, nationally, internationally, and that's really fantastic. So that's going to be exciting. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and you mentioned working with Discover Quincy, and we continue to work with Discover Quincy, and, and they've Indeed. really helped in. Along with uh, partnering with you and partnering with um, with uh, the community, we're trying to do things to activate this Hancock Adams Common. And, and every Monday night, there have been hundreds of people out here watching movies for the last few weeks. We have another one coming up next week. It's Wreck-It Ralph, I think, or Ralph Breaks the Internet or something like that. How, no, that's or right, I don't know. Rally. That's coming. Exactly. Or uh, How I Trained the Dragon. Uh, we had Grease Sing Along last week. We had the John Adams um, American Experience on, and hundreds of people are out there. It's really quite a sight. Yeah, it's it's uh, it adds to uh, what we already do as a city. We, a city's a great place to raise a family. There's so many activities, so many things to do. Uh, many of them are free, including this event. Um, so it's you know the, the the place out here now is a natural uh, place to have events. So. This is the first year with, with the first summer, I should say, with Hancock Adams Common uh, finished. So uh, this has been the first piece of the program, but we're going to expand on that going yeah. forward. You know, and I see other things happening sometime, maybe even during lunch hour uh, during the week. Uh, perhaps there's some poetry read. Perhaps it's a, a band or, or a sing-along. Or, I mean, there's sure. all kinds of potential to go on out here, and we'll continue to work that. So there's, there's a local piece and I, you know, discovered Quincy has been very helpful. Uh, Quincy Park and Rec have been very helpful on all this stuff. Uh, we thank John McDonald for his work on this stuff. Um, Helen then, Murphy, and, too. And, yeah, and, uh, Helen, everything comes down with with Helen on operations. That's right. Um, she knows how to get it done. <laughs> she so, does. Um, but, you know, th- these are the things that uh, people enjoy. These are the things we should be doing as a community. It brings us together as a community. It gives things for the kids to do. Mm. Um, so, um, you know, I, I look around... Uh, to any community in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, who does what we do, whether it's in the schools, whether it's Park and Rec, the programs at the libraries, I could go on and on. This is a great place. This is a great city uh, to raise a family, and um, I hear it all the time from me. I just opened a note today, uh, a woman bragging about uh, the recreation programs and the kids in the boating program and how excited they are That's about amazing. it and thrilled they are. So good stuff, a lot happening. 
And then this, uh, we're going to take a, a brief moment to talk about a PSA, and you could talk a little bit about more about the emergency management services. But imagine the emergency preparedness workshop will be coming up. The city of Quincy and the Office of Emergency Management, in collaboration with the with MEMA, of course, the Massachusetts Emergency Management Association uh, agency, excuse me, and the Quincy Council on Aging, will be uh, will host an emergency preparedness informational workshop on July thirty first. The workshop will provide key information on. Uh, emergency prepare- preparedness, including how ba-ba, to put, ba-ba, ba-ba. <laughs> how to put together and hey, how to put together an emergency supplies kit and uh, develop an emergency plan, helping uh, emergency preparedness through publications and it really this is a, a great this is event. Geared to this is geared to seniors, but uh, Doug Forbes from MEMA will also be here as a local coordinator from there, but he'll be holding it on. Uh, and the workshop will be conducted from 10.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. on July 31st at the Kennedy Center. Um, but really, let's talk a little bit more about our, why you put together an emergency management. Um, you've built it up to be a bigger Yeah, it's a kind of a separate of its division own. now on its own with its own mission. It was part of the fire department for a while. Um, it's been part of it. public works in the past. Yeah. Um um, you know, you need somebody on that job all the time thinking about uh, and working with other officials at the state and other levels that, um, you know, we got to be ready for those storms. I mean, you know, we as a city, I thought, responded very well to the March storms uh, over a year ago in uh, Housenick, Adams, Shore, and Marymount. Those were the areas uh, that were worst hit. I think we responded quite well, but we learned some things out of that. And some of those issues were around the sheltering. We could do a much better job on the sheltering aspect of it. You know, we opened a shelter in a school, then we had to get the school reopened and then move people out of the shelter. So sure. we're looking at a couple of private properties to use on a regular basis, a shelter, so we'll know these are the shelters when something happens. It, it'll, it'll be definitive. There'll be facilities in there. There'll be stuff stocked in there so mm-hmm. we can deal with it. So you'll learn from each of these. And Ali Sleeman, who had uh, more than 20 years in the military uh, and was in operations side, uh, I think it's a great choice. He's already made some great improvements and a lot of great plans. He's updating all the plans. He's getting that stuff up on, on the web pages. Um, we work with Meaner, Memer, and, and, you know, these are the things, you know, along with the seawalls and all the other improvements um, working together all the time really makes a difference. But uh, people need to know when something happens uh, what they should do, and this is, uh, this is a great opportunity for some of our older folks to, uh, to learn some things and then um, be prepared. And you can always find that information out on quincyma.gov. Also call uh, 617-376-1105. That's, emergency, that's the em, Quincy Emergency Management at 617-376-1105. Or call the Council on Aging directly at 617-376-1506. We do a lot for our seniors here in the city as well. We do, and they deserve it. We do. So, Mayor, with uh, the short time that we do have, we'll mention that we do that Crush Pizza did finally open, by the way. It did you know across that? the yeah, street. Just, yes, just yeah. chat about that. Mention this this new place that we have in. We uh, just Quincy. cut the ribbon the other day. That's uh, exciting. Nice new business. Absolutely. They run in New Hampshire. They have one in downtown Boston, and I one in downtown Quincy. So we wish them well. And you get a pizza in 90 seconds, I hear. Remarkable. I haven't been over there yet, but I'm dying to try it. So, uh, also, the Boston Cannons is playing the uh, Atlanta I've been Blaze. Known to eat a pizza in 90 seconds. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Well, you can get it in 90 seconds <laughs> oh, now. Oh, okay. It's 900 degrees, I guess. That's the thing. <laughs> I gotcha. uh, visit Crush Pizza anyway. We'll see. We're not, we're not advertising. We don't get anything out of this. We're That's just, right. That's just right. promoting our local businesses around the neighborhood. Um, also, Boston Cannons and the Atlanta Berlays will be here uh, uh, this Saturday playing uh, another game here. In, uh, it's Saturday in the 20th, uh, another game at Veterans Memorial Stadium. They're doing well. They're having a good season. You and I think they only have one loss. You bought season tickets, right? I did. So uh, we've, we've been using them, and uh, my kids have enjoyed it. That's great. And finally, you know, we uh, not to end this on a, on a down note, but we do want to mention um, 
we won't end this right now, but we did want to mention Bill Carpenter, uh, the mayor yes. of Brockton. Yes, uh, so. I had the good fortune of working with with Bill for many years uh, on many issues. Um, he was a fighter uh, for Brockton, a city of champions. He truly was a champion for Brockton. He yeah. he ate it, he breathed it, he slept it. Um, he really, really cared. Uh, we did a couple of radio shows together on the opioid issue. Um, shared information, what we're doing in each community on that issue. Um, just a, you know, a remarkable individual and uh, went down to his funeral last week. The governor spoke, lieutenant governor, a number of locals had spoken. Um, and it was a really wonderful tribute and send-off to a guy that died way too young. Uh, he had some heart issues, unfortunately, and uh, it just dropped a grandkid off to school and, and um, had a massive heart attack in his vehicle. So certainly our prayers and thoughts are with the family and certainly with the city of Brockton, uh, a neighbor just to the south of us. Um, we we uh, we will be here for them if they need, um, and uh, you know we wish them well. I know they'll come through it okay. Of course, yeah. Uh, prayers go out to them and the Carpenter family and uh, all of the folks in Brockton. Um, also, Mayor, <clears throat> right now it is the middle of July. We're sort of uh, kicking back a little bit. Not we, of course, government is still working on, but we were talking, you and I were just having a chat before this. So I want to know what you're reading, please. Tell me what you're reading. Uh, well, this um, my schedule slows down a little bit this time of year, so it... Uh, nights and weekends is not as bad as it is in terms of the <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. And I say that respectfully. You know, I don't mean it bad. It's just in the sense of it's intense. There's a lot going on. Uh, and I love history, as you know. But I, you know, I, I'm just um, near the end of a book on on John Marshall, who was appointed Supreme Court Justice by President John Adams on the way out the door after he lost the election. Uh, but I learned a lot more about John Marshall. Um, you know, really, he's the one that. It created the the power, if you will, of the courts. And the courts at that point were treated like a real stepchild next to Congress. Even the presidency, it was really George Washington that set the standard for the presidency. I mean, there was a constitution, but until they started filling their roles and figuring it all out, and Washington really set the standard uh, in many, many ways on the presidency. Well, I would argue that uh, John Marshall set the standard for, for the courts, for the judiciary, that third branch of government at the time. Remarkable individual. I learned a lot about him. He um, he fought in the Revolutionary War next to Washington. Uh, he was a congressman. He he was a brilliant guy. That uh, one of the most brilliant attorneys of his time. Um, him and his family owned two hundred fifteen thousand acres in Virginia around that time, which is just remarkable. But what I learned from this uh, with this book is um, this book wasn't really kind or gentle on Thomas Jefferson. Now this is like the second or third book on different subject of that time that. That treated Jefferson uh, a little, a little less, uh, less respectful than I that I had learned growing up in history. Heroic. And some of the examples, uh, it's remarkable uh, when when things were going bad during the Revolutionary time, Washington was taking some beatings in the war. Um, Congress, some of them were afraid to meet because if they were caught by the British, they would have been beheaded at, at, on the spot or shot. Um, so when things got tough, Jefferson went back to Monticello and spent several months off with the slaves and drinking French wine. Well. Everybody else was at it. Um, you know, I also know uh, through this book and others that, um, you know, he bought it being treasonous under Washington. That, um, and he did under Adams. Under he was Adams, playing footsie yeah. with, with France and undermining our own government. Um, so I, I think that he, had, he made great contributions to this nation. Oh, There's yeah, no sure. question. Mm -hmm. But I think he was very, very self-centered, which is very contrary to all the other founding fathers. Um, and uh, so, you know, to me, Adams is... A statue only rises the more I read about all of the others, and it was Adams. Adams picked Washington to be commander-in-chief. He picked Jefferson to write the uh, Declaration of, uh, of Independence. 
He picked John Marshall. John Marshall is the longest serving chief justice. 35 years he served as chief justice and really set the standard and the power of the court. So Adams, again, uh, plays a role uh, in that early government, uh, what goes on. Uh, and the, the, the other thing that Arthur pointed out in this book was that when Washington died, Jefferson did, didn't go to any of the services. He never issued a public statement uh, about Washington's contributions, uh, which, again, I thought was really small. Wow. Um, so well, so it should have been an Adams Memorial down in, the, in D.C., never mind a Jefferson Memorial. But, you know, agree. he still made great contributions. Sure, a brilliant sure. guy, no question about it. But... Uh, a very self-centered Virginian, in my opinion. Well, it, it, it's funny you mentioned this because while I was down in with my sling and getting my operation, I was watching a lot of this stuff because this is the stuff I usually watch on YouTube or, or speeches. I watched John McCullough from a Thomas from Jefferson 10 years on ago. YouTube. No, I did. <laughs> it's amazing what they had back then. So, but they did talk about the, the end of Adams's, uh, you know, presidency and how con- it was the it, that was a vile, vicious, vicious, vile right. yeah. um, race. And people don't think about that. I mean, the words that were being said that, you know, Jefferson is his vice president, was completely going against Although the journalists that were paid to write lies right. in the paper. Right. Were paid to buy Jefferson personally. Right. So right. at the end of the day, when, of course, you know, when Jefferson takes his place as, his, as the third president and John Adams leaves quietly, yet holding us off from war, right. which could have destroyed us. His Nicole, greatest contribution. We were, we were too fragile at the time. But so Jefferson finally apologized like... 25 years later when in, in a letter finally to him but it took forever it was one of Jeff it was one of Adams's most favorite um, cherished letters because when they developed their friendship in the last 15 years of their lives right. after Abigail died he apologized Jefferson knew that he was wrong which was shocking to hear so it was yeah. nice yeah. well we'll have to uh, take five minutes each week and do a little tidbit on history <laughs> Mark exactly Mayor thank you very much once again for joining us for another edition of Podcast Quincy's City View with Mayor Tom Cook I'm Mark Carey thank you very much for listening Mayor thank you have a great day 